This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday, and thank you for joining me for the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, founder of Single in the City. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. What are the ins and outs of dating that you need to know now? Okay, so tonight's topic is dishing on dating. It's time for some real talk with my girls. Yep, these are my girls, Annie Parker and Monica Elena. Annie is a fitness pro and an intuitive and energy healer that focuses on cord cutting and energy clearing. Um, She will get rid of those pesky exes and she's really, really good at it. (laughs) Monica Elena is a franchise sales executive for F45 training and a talented real estate investor. I met these girls on Clubhouse and I'm so, so, so happy that we connected. I mean, we get along so well, we chat all the time, like literally every day. And it's amazing, you know, looking at the friendships that you can actually build on an app like Clubhouse. And tonight I wanted to bring them on to talk about relationships, uh, to talk about life changes and, and what we're experiencing in the dating world, because these ladies are also out there dating. So thank you so much for joining me tonight, my beautiful ladies. How are you? Amazing. Good. Thank you for having us. <laughs> of course, Can't I thought, wait. I know. I thought, let's just have like shoot the shit and let's have a good time. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, um, Monica, I'm going to start with you. You said, because, okay, Monica is uh, identifies as lesbian and Annie and I are both straight. So, Monica, you said something really interesting to me the <laughs> other day. And, and I would love to hear a little bit more about this. You said that women get tired of men. And women are the saviors waiting to show them what they've been missing. <laughs> so what are you insinuating with this, Monica? Can you please explain this one? Yeah, Laura, you quoted that so well. So well. <laughs> I took it word for word. I wrote it I down. I know, I know, it's accurate. <laughs> um, but they do, they do. They get, you know, they, they've had enough. They either date men that cheat on them or don't communicate with them or they don't hear from them for days or men don't ask them how their day like little things just over and over and over again and they get tired of it so then they're venting to us and we're listening and we're doing all the things that they're not getting to where one day they're just like I'm tired of men and decide they want to dabble um in our community and fortunately some actually stay you know some or bisexual end up being bisexual and some just fully come over to our side because the stuff they were missing or felt like they were missing, they're getting from us. So, I mean, it's a fact, or at least it's communicated to me on, on a regular basis because it's conversations that I just have with people. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm and sure ha- you two can probably admit at some point if, if that were the case, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like we've had this conversation off, off air yeah. and, and we've had some agreements. Annie, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I I don't think she's wrong. I was just talking to one of my girlfriends yesterday that's bisexual and she's currently dating a man, but she did say that she, she does still have thoughts about dating women for sure. So I I think, you know, it's interesting. I think some people would assume it may be easier, but I don't know, Monica, is it actually easier? I wouldn't say it's easier. I would say that the needs are met because it's not, it's definitely not easy because when you, I don't, I can't speak for two males, but I know with two females, obviously females tend to be more emotional than men. So mm-hmm. when you have two emotional females together, you have to learn how to, to navigate that. So 
Um, it's not easier, but I think it's, it's easier in the sense of you're getting your needs met and you're having a good time together. Uh, sometimes women will do things that sometimes men won't, don't want to do, you know, so just because of things that women in general like, you know, so, um, I mean, if you want to say it's easier than, then sure, but I just think it's different and, it, and people tend to enjoy it better, which is why they're like, why didn't I do this before? And that's why you have a lot of married women too. A lot of married women who finally just get fed up and end up with a woman with kids and everything, you know, they go through a divorce and all. I have a, one of my good friends here in Austin, she was married to a man and got divorced and immediately got with her fiance now. And they've been together eight years, you know, and she's in love. She doesn't think of men anymore. Doesn't want to be with men. And this is the one and only woman she's ever been with. And she's happy. So, so if you're ready to convert, Monica's waiting for you. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So one of the things about being on Clubhouse and running rooms based around relationships and dating that I found really interesting is that there are so many bisexual women on the app, like so many, like I, I was shocked at, at how many there are. And it feels like there are more women that are open to exploring their sexuality. I also feel like there aren't as many bisexual men who are openly chatting about this. Do you guys think that there just aren't as many bisexual men? Or maybe they're just more reserved. What do you think? No, there's definitely just as many. Um, really? I think they don't. Yeah. The, the thing is with men, they don't talk about it. Unfortunately, society doesn't accept that from men the way they do from women. So when, when people see two women together, they're like, oh, that's hot. Oh, I want to see that. Right. People don't say, oh, I want to see two men together or anything like that. So I think, um, unfortunately, gay men, you know, they still get bullied. They still get, you know, their friends give them a hard time. So they'd rather just keep things quiet. I, I know some men that are op- like straight openly, but behind closed doors, they've told me about other men and they're, they're they've either been curious about other men or have experimented with other men. Just don't talk about it because of the acceptance. Mm. Yeah. I, I definitely have to agree with that. I, I don't think I was even aware of how many, yeah, seemingly straight men are actually either curious and, and, you know, I guess they can be curious without being considered or have, have experimented with other men without being considered bisexual or fluid, or they just don't want the label, but they are curious about other men. And I, I think it actually happens a lot more than, we even realize even, I mean, my, one of my best friends is a gay man and, and he goes into the steam room at his gym and there are plenty of straight men in there that are looking yep. to be watched. Yep. And, wow, guys, know, so, this is interesting. Yeah. I mean, think about how many bisexual men are married and their wives don't even know about it. Like, yikes, that's scary to me. I mean, I'd be yep. afraid that they would leave me for another man. I would. I think I'd rather my guy leave me for another woman than another man. I don't know. Annie, what do you, what do you think? I mean, I think it's kind of funny because somebody told me that I needed to be more open to dating bisexual men. And I said, my problem isn't dating a bisexual man. It's the fact that not only do I need to worry about yeah. you know, them, them going off with a woman, but I have to like, it's almost like it doubles the chances of them leaving it all I guess if someone's gonna leave they're gonna leave right but it's like I don't know if I want to like double my chances of them being attracted to someone else and leaving yeah I totally agree with you 
Okay, Monica, let's chat about dating as a gay woman and the dynamics. So on dates, who takes the lead? Like, how do you have that conversation? Is there someone who takes on more of that masculine role and vice versa? Or do you think it's more balanced usually? Like, how do you guys have that conversation? Um, honestly, it's not really a conversation. It's just your dynamic and the energy you have between the other person. Cause majority of the times in my dating experience, I usually take the lead. Um, but I do have a, a little bit more of a masculine side to me. Um, but I you also, wait, but you also have a very feminine side. You do. And wait, let, let me just, for the record, Annie and Monica have met. I introduced them, right? Like I was Monica's yes. friend first. And then I met Annie on the app. She's incredible. They're both are. And then I introduced them because, um, Monica was making her way to Nashville and he didn't know anybody. And I said, Oh, you got to meet Monica. You're going to love the, her. And then now they love each other. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I just wanted to explain that. Yeah. So, you, you know, Monica's beautiful. I mean, the two of you are so beautiful, although I've never met you in person, but I know from pictures and stuff. Well, we FaceTime all the time too. So I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. We, we've been on FaceTimes together. So same thing. But, um, but yeah, so it's, and it's not always just looks because I have dated someone who she's actually more femme than I am as far as what you want to consider femme as someone who goes and gets their nails done and gets their hairs done and get all gets all that done. However, um, she took the more masculine role. She made reservations at restaurants. She and then she just I allowed her to, you know, she, that that's what she liked to do. And I, and I let her do that. So. Um, I really don't think it's a conversation. I think it's just when you meet that person, whoever has a more dominant demeanor, if you will, is the one that typically takes, takes the lead on, on those sorts of things. And sometimes it's, it's versatile, right? Sometimes it's 50, mm-hmm. 50. It, it depends. It depends on the other person. So Annie, who should be paying for dates in the courting stage? Oh, well, you already know. <laughs> I know but- so, so for me, you know, because I, I've already, I'm, I'm, I would consider myself more feminine. So I am never going to be the one to ask somebody on a date. So I think whoever asks should pay. So a, a man is going to ask me and then he is going to pay. <laughs> okay. But do you expect him to pay every time? Because I expect a guy also to pay, but it's not even, I I don't even like saying it's an expectation. It's just, it's very pleasant. And it's just something that I experience. you know what I mean? And it's very nice that they do, you know, like most men, especially, you know, here in the South, they, they have manners. (laughs) So, you know, they kind of know that's, that's the deal. We're going to talk about that because you were in LA and then you moved to Nashville and so mm-hmm. that, ladies, like, what about when you're in a solid relationship and you're a team, isn't what yours is theirs. And then what's theirs is yours. You're like, you go back and forth or what theirs is yours and what's yours is yours. <laughs> no, that's funny, that's but I, I definitely don't. Yeah. I don't think that way at all. No. no. Okay. We need to take a, a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. We're also going to be sharing some of our craziest dating experiences and what we learn from them. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. 
Toronto's News. Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm your host, Laura Bellata. With this week's guests, my beautiful friends, Annie Parker and Monica Elena, we are talking about dating. All right, dating and expectations. That's what we were talking about before the break. So I just wanted to continue on that. Uh, we were talking about early stages and courting and like, you know, who, who pays for what. And I just wanted to share my opinion on this. So, you know, early on in the relationship, I do love it when a man steps up and he pays for things. Although I don't expect a man to always pay for everything in a relationship. I feel like there should be like this 50-50 dynamic, but um, it's, it, it, in certain aspects, like for example, I love to cook, right? So I'm always cooking the meal. I don't expect my guy to cook, for example. So when we go out for dinner, I'm not pulling out my wallet. I'm not even opening my wallet. I'm not even bringing it. How about that? I expect my guy to pay. Yeah, it is a bit of an expectation for me because I am like Annie. I am more a feminine and I like to be in my feminine energy. And that's just the way it is when we go on dates. But again, you guys have to figure out what works for you. That may not work for you, and that's fine. So let's continue with our uh, expectations, okay? So we're dating. Maybe we met them on an app. When do we expect them to get off this dating app? Who wants to go? Who wants to start? Annie, you start. Go ahead, Annie. Okay. Yeah, and and again, I really don't ever use the word expectation because I, I don't believe we can really have any. You know, every situation is going to be different, and um, it, it's what I prefer. Um, so. I had actually never used dating apps until this year. And I can honestly say I'll probably go back to not using them within in less than a month of using it at all. Um, But I would say if I had to think about it now that I have experienced a dating app, um, if if I'm dating someone continuously for a month to six weeks, so say four to six weeks, and neither of us have talked about or considered getting off the app, then we're not actually really dating. <laughs> yeah. The point. Well, That's just me. I agree with that. I do. And I, I think you should have a conversation about getting off the app too. Have a conversation. I've done it before. Hey, I think I really like you. And I, I think, you know, I'd love to uh, take this further. Um, and I feel like being on the app, being on the app, there's just, there's so much noise. And that's one of the problems is, you know, we have so many choices. And so we end up meeting all these people. And then we don't really, you know, focus too much on the person who's right in front of us, and they may be perfect for us. So I I agree, like, and I would have a conversation about it, though, would you be having a conversation with them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let it really carry on much past a month without like knowing where things are heading because mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, but like by a month, like you, you know, if you want to date a person or not, you know what I mean? It really doesn't take that long to know if you actually want to move forward with a person, you know? I and and I, I've heard a lot of men say it only takes really for them, maybe three to six months to know if that's someone they would want to marry or not. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't take guys, guys don't take very long at all when like I, I've heard guys say, well, I, I knew, I knew the minute I looked at her and things like that. I think guys are a little better at that than, than women even are. And a guy is going to know if he wants to pursue you and move things forward. And it's not going to take months and months. And if I'm still talking to someone and we're 
going on regular dates and it's yeah, four to six weeks and no mention of like moving forward or getting off the apps or anything like that has happened, then I will gladly bring up the conversation. And if that's not something that they're looking to do, then we're clearly not on the same page. Mm -hmm. I love it. How about you, Monica? Yeah, with us, we don't really, or at least from my experience, I don't know if I've ever actually had a conversation. I think what happens is, uh, and I've only, I've dated a few people from an app in the past. One was a long-term relationship. And what happened was we just met, we started talking, we took it off the app. We were on the phone a lot. We interacted a lot. And I just ended up just deleting it. Like it wasn't even a conversation. It was just after, I think, I don't even remember now, maybe two weeks, I just deleted it and she did the same thing. So it, cause it's, I'm also the type of person that like, I, I, you know, like we've had this conversation before and I'm not trying to knock apps, but there's a lot of riffraff on there and it <laughs> takes forever to find the one. So then why would I keep swiping for no reason? If I've got someone that I'm kind of talking to, and I'm also mm-hmm. the type of person, like I've told you before, I can't date multiple people at once. I know that's normal in the dating world, but I can't, it's too expensive. It's too time consuming. And I don't think it's right. If I, I like two people and then I have to pick one. Like, no, if I like somebody, I'm going to just focus on the one person. And then if it works great, if it doesn't, then I'll move on. That's awesome. All right. Let's get into the juicy stuff, ladies. (laughs) I want to hear uh, one of your crazy worst dating experiences. And we have to try to be quick with these because there's three of us here. So, (laughs) so who wants to start? Andy, you want to go? I mean, I lived in LA in Southern California for 12 years. So I don't know which one to even pick. So I would actually prefer to go last just so I can see the general direction. Okay, because I, I can do everything from extreme to, you know, just kind of quirky. Okay, go ahead, Monica. You I'll go, go first because mine's not, mine's not um, too crazy or too great. Uh, I, I obviously am not like a go on dates type person. So and the one time I did years ago, I want to say it was maybe six, seven years ago. Um we were talking on the app for I think a week and then we met up for drinks and literally she went from in 30 minutes she had uh, I don't even know probably eight to ten beers like in less than an hour and went from normal (laughs) to trashed and I'm not a huge drinker I mean I do drink and I do like to have fun but I'm not like a get drunk all the time partier so it was the biggest turnoff um and then she ubered there so then she asked me for a ride home so I, I take her home and I'm dropping her off because I'm definitely not going in. And she's wanting, like pulling my arm, like trying to get me to go in. And I'm just like, no, I got to go. I got to go. And like, at that point, that was actually my turning point to where I told myself, I'm not going to go on dates. Like I'll go on dates if I'm like talking to someone and I really like them and I know them, but to just be going on dates because I meet someone on an app and they ask me on a date two days later. I'm not doing it because I'm not putting myself in that situation again. Like it was awful. What did you learn from that experience? I learned that you're probably not going to want to hear this, but I'm just going to not go on too many dates from dating apps. That's, okay. that's what I, with what I learned. Oh, I got to meet the person God. in person. Like I got to know you in person. Okay. I'll tell mine quickly. And then Andy can go. So this guy told me he was dating five other women and having sex with all of them. This was just before COVID hit, right? Wow. And that he had to pull one off every night uh, to porn because he couldn't sleep otherwise. Um, and that, and then he, I thought, okay, great. And I was courteous on the date. And 
you know, I said, see you later. And then he actually texted me and he said, I had a really good time. I want to know when we could see each other again. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me right now? Like as if, and so what, <laughs> ew. Uh, and oh, he also told me he didn't wear condoms. That's right. He didn't wear condoms. Okay. That was the grossest part. And then what I learned from that was to vet better because, and, and I know better, right. As a coach, I know better, but I didn't ask him like what he was actually looking for. He didn't have it written in his profile. So if someone doesn't have that written in their profile. It's okay to ask them what they are looking for, right? What type of relationship are you looking for? So I, that taught me to vet better. Annie, your turn. <laughs> Well, it, mine is not going to be from online dating because I didn't online date okay. until about two weeks ago. Okay. So I would say the one that, that sticks out fresh in my mind is I was at the car wash in LA and this really, it was during COVID. So everyone had a mask on and this man came up to me and he looked really cute, even though you can't really fully see their face. He looked really cute and he came up and he started I knew he was going to start talking to me. He sat down in the chair directly next to me where we were waiting for our cars to be washed. And he starts chatting with me. And then he asked for my number. I said, sure. Um, he, you know, texted me all night long that night, asked me like 21 million questions. It was so fun. Like someone that seems like genuinely invested, asked me out for lunch the very next day, offered to come pick me up. Um, and, and I even said to him the first night we were texting, I said, so are you single? He goes, would I be asking you out if I weren't? That was his legitimate response. So he picks me up the next day. We go out for lunch. He takes me to a really nice restaurant. We go to a bookstore after. He lives like five minutes from me in a house, right around, like down around the corner, like a mile and a half away. So we're in our mutual town walking around. He starts holding my hand and we're walking into the bookstore. So everything seems totally nice and fine. But time goes on, we continue dating for about four weeks like that. And I noticed he would come to my house and he had a house with a, a he had a great job, house with a pool and a dog and all this stuff. And I was like, why do you always come over here? And like, how come we've never gone to your house? Or like, I've never seen your, your house. And he goes, oh, well, my dad's dying and my sister's staying with me from out of state. And it's just like this big mess. And I just, I can't have, I can't have people over right now. But he would, he would talk to me at night and things like that. So I was like, something's a little off. And my intuition kind of started like fluttering a little bit by like week three to four. And, you know, we kind of continued it for maybe another week. And then I could tell, like, I was like, no, something's definitely off. Um, so I cut things off and my friends thought I was being a little irrational. And they're like, you don't even have any proof that he's doing anything wrong. And I said, oh, you need proof? I said, okay, let's get some proof. It took me 2.5 seconds to find his fiance and one-year-old child that lived uh, in the house. A mile, yep, a mile and a half wow. away from my apartment. So, so what yeah. did that teach you? Listen to my intuition. And especially when <laughs> someone's like making up stories about why you can't go to their house or anything like that. It's definitely for a reason. Yeah, right. Exactly. Remember, there was a same similar story, the lady on Clubhouse, she said, Oh, yeah, I'm dating this guy. And he says he lives with his roommate and his roommate doesn't like, uh, you know, having people over. I yeah. said, you've been dating him for a month and the room. I'm like, Hello, you're a I go, how old is he? He's like, she's like 48. He's 48. No. Nope. That's why I understand why people don't FaceTime though. Like FaceTime them while they're at home and you could see what's in the background. You can uh -huh. see what they've got going on. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh what are some of the reasons? I love this conversation, ladies. <laughs> what are some of the reasons why 
you guys have decided not to see somebody again. Maybe let's chat about some of the mistakes people make when dating and how uh, you can avoid making these. So I I was just going to say, like, for me, it's like talking about a bunch of other girls, other girls you're dating, other girls you have dated, like Mm -hmm. right on the first date. Like that, I don't want to hear it. That's kind of a turnoff. Yeah, it's so immature. You want more? I got more. I mean, yeah, give us give us three each, ladies, three Mm -hmm. each. Oh, my gosh, three. Okay. Um. If you start talking about polyamorous or non-ethical monogamy straight out the gate, it's a hard pass for me. I, I did have that happen recently. And also someone that just seems like they're still in party mode. Um, this one guy asked me out, but he he basically was like, Yeah, let's let's go, let's go party on a rooftop and I'm I'm still hungover from yesterday. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No, we're grown. <laughs> or asking me to go to a swingers bar on a first date. Ah, no, thanks. Okay, Monica, you're next. All right. In my situation, I think it's someone who doesn't open up. I'm a deep person, so I like to have deep conversations. And if someone doesn't open up, especially after the first couple of weeks, then I know that they're guarded and I know they're guarded for a reason. And it's something that they have to work on. So that's hard for me to move past. Communication is huge for me. And then I kind of just now I've, I've worked on myself for two years. So I red flags come up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I usually know I've learned to dodge them. Whereas before I'm like, Oh, she's cute. I'll give her a chance. Uh, now I'm like, no, yes, yeah. yes, she's cute, but it's not going to work. So what's the point? So yeah. um, those are probably my two biggest things. Thank you, ladies. It's time for a quick break. After the break, we're going to be discussing how you can shake up your dating life for better success. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's news, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, joined by my guests, Annie Parker and Monica Elena, getting back to our chat on how you can change your dating life up and make more progress. All right. So let's chat about dating in different areas. Okay, so the three of us are living in very different places. I'm in Toronto. Monica's in Texas, and Annie is now in Nashville. Now, Annie was in LA. When I first met Annie, I said, Annie, how long have you been single? Annie, how long have you been single? I'll ask you right now. I had been single the entire eight years that I lived in LA. years. Okay, you guys have to Google Monica and Annie after this. Okay, Annie is drop dead gorgeous. Okay, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. eight years. I told her when I met her, I said, listen, because we share stages on Clubhouse. And I said, you need to move out of there. I mean, you're not going to meet your guy there. Your guy, the type of man that you're looking for, does not live in L.A. currently. And what did she do? She moved out of L.A. and she moved to Nashville. And, and now let's talk about, like, you know, the differences of, of dating in these different areas. So we'll start with you, Annie, because, you know, your experience is, is quite interesting. <laughs> It definitely is. Now, you know, I did when I was in LA, I did date people for, you know, six to six weeks to three months, like here and there. But it was often long distance. It was often not people from LA. And then, you know, a lot of people would say that it's not the location that matters, but I'm an energy person and the energy in LA is just really not conducive to dating. So I knew I wasn't going to find someone with the same morals and values for the most part as me. 
um, you know, I'm from the Northeast. People generally value relationships a little more, it seems like, um, where I'm from. So I did choose the South and, uh, you know, it seemed like people were having better luck in relationships in places like Nashville and Texas and, you know, places just where, you know, relationships are just valued more. So I moved here four weeks ago. It's been just over a month. And I would say I never got asked out in LA. I'm literally a, an international fitness model and I never got asked out in LA. And it like the guys waited for you to ask them. They would not ask you out for the most part, you know, exceptions here and there, like the guy that had the fiance in the sun. But um, here I've been asked out on legitimate dates at least four times and I've only been here a month so there are very big differences and in the two dates that I have gone on the guys like it wasn't even a question of who's paying they offered to pick me up um all of all of the stuff that we generally like and uh Monica what about yourself what's it like dating in Texas um, even Texas alone is different though. Cause I was, I was in San Antonio for four years and I could not wait to get back to Austin. Um, not, not that there's anything wrong with San Antonio, but it's not good for dating. Cause it's a family place, you know, people with kids live there. So it just wasn't good for me. Whereas in Austin, um, you know, there was a year where Austin was rated the single city, uh, recently, I think last year was rated one of the top cities for dates or dating or something like that. So um, it is different now, of course I have my challenges, but I don't think it's the city. I think it's unfortunately, since I'm not a fan of dating apps, um, meeting people in person is difficult because my type is typically the more femme looking female. So, um, it's kind of hard to gauge where people lie, where their interests lie, um, unless they kind of initiate interest, which has happened. Um, but it's good. I mean, I'm still single, but I think it's because now that I spent the entire pandemic really working on myself, I feel like my pool is getting pool of people is getting smaller because I know exactly what I want. And if it's, if somebody doesn't have what I want, then I'm not going to waste their time or my time. And it isn't, was it San Antonio or, or was it Austin, Texas was one of the best places to date? Like Austin, yeah, ranked. there's an article about it. Yeah, well, would they have more the most single people per capita or something? No, it was like the something. About, it was about dates, like the highest, the best place to go on dates, and the highest dating because it had the most singles, which aligns with it being a single city. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, kind of goes hand in hand. And and I want to talk about um, dating social media, superficiality, you know, Monica, you've admitted that you're pretty superficial when it comes to potential <laughs> partners, you know, the, <laughs> she calls herself, what is that? Shell hell, that movie? Is it shallow hell? hell? Oh, shallow hell. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't call myself that. I just said I should probably get hypnotized so I can find someone. <laughs> Do you feel that that holds you back from finding love? Cause I, I feel that as a matchmaker, I mean, that holds a lot of people back from finding love. Like I was talking to a lady last week and she wouldn't join my service because I, I refused to show pictures 
I was like, well, if you want to see pictures and you're, you may have to spend more money on that. Right. Because I feel like people will turn people away based on a picture, but I've seen people that look horrible in pictures, but then when you see them in real life, they look amazing, you know, and I don't like people judging uh, a book by its cover. I think it's important that we give people chances and our type may have changed and we don't even know it, but I do believe that there has to be some sort of attraction there. So how do you guys feel about this? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I definitely have to, I know people are like personalities, everything. And I know that's not the case. Uh, it's a big part. You know, I would say probably 75% is going to be the personality, but there's a big percent for me that is attraction as well. And I'm not saying they need to be the best looking person, but I need to be attracted to them, uh, which could be their personality, which could be maybe, you know, certain things that maybe they're athletic or maybe there's things that they, they qualities that they have that I like. So, but it's just so hard to find, uh, in my world. That's, that's the challenge. I don't have tons of options. So, I mean, I, I guess I, it can be considered kind of shallow, but I just need to be attracted to the person. And if I'm not, then we're not going to have a super solid relationship because that piece is going to be missing and I'm not going to get myself involved in something like that. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to be a drop dead, gorgeous supermodel. I feel like no, every time you show no. me a picture, it's like she looks like a drop dead, gorgeous supermodel. <laughs> no. um, but how about yourself, Annie? How do you feel about this? So I agree with Monica. I think, you know, I've said a lot of the guys I've dated um, might not be the most conventionally attractive, but I found them attractive. So, um, you know, I've, I've dated guys where people are like, well, like, really? That you're attracted to him? And it's like, yeah, totally. So, I mean... I don't think it's superficial to want someone that you're attracted to, but that's going to look different to everyone. And I do have to be attracted to my person, whatever it is, you know, call it more of a vibe than anything else, but I have to be attracted to them. It's time for a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our talk on dating in the modern world. We'll be right back. Show with Laura Galata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night. You're listening to AM640 with myself, Laura Galata from singleinthecity.ca, and my special guests, my beautiful friends, Annie Parker and Monica Elena. And we're getting back to our chat about dating in today's world. Okay. Now, Annie, you and I go back and forth with this. You said that love can happen. <laughs> you said that love can happen quickly, and you think that you can meet someone and get married rather quickly within months of meeting. Well, I think it's important to take things slow and to get to know someone well first, right? So we'll start with Monica. What do you think, Monica? Do you believe, first of all, believe, love at first sight and all this like, boom, quick, let's get married, two months. Oh yeah, Hap- live happily ever after. Go ahead. I mean, I don't, I've never, I don't know if I've experienced, I've never experienced love at first sight per se, but 
I mean, you are talking to a lesbian and I don't know if you've heard the lesbian joke, the U-Haul joke, lesbians <laughs> move in within the first two months. So oh, dude, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what do you bring to a second date? A U-Haul? That's like the lesbian joke. And so it does happen in my world. But like I said, you have two emotional females that think they're in love. But what I realized is a lot of times it doesn't work. However, if you've got two people that are emotionally aware of what they want, what they need, and you have that connection and you both vibrate at the same level, I think it, it works. Yes, you can do that. Now, it's rare that that happens because unfortunately people don't really know what they want or they're rebounding off of someone, an ex, and they just jump from relationship to relationship and then it's, it's never going to work. But I think if you have two highly aware people and know what they want, yeah, that can definitely work. I wouldn't, I don't think I would get married after two months, maybe, maybe engaged after a few months and then be engaged for a while. Um, because I do believe that it does take a while to get to know someone. People show their true colors typically. Yes. Like three to six Thank months in. you. Thank you. But, but I do believe that you can have that, that connection pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree you can have that connection, but I feel like people's true colors, like you said, don't always show up right away. And I feel like you need time with that person, you know, to see them at their highs, their lows, you know, you know, and, and like, what's their family like? Are they accepting of you in two months? You don't know them. Annie, what do you think? <laughs> or I, I know what you think, but I want you to share. <laughs> no, no, you, you, <laughs> I've told you of some experiences where I have some amazing friends that, you know, one couple and they were also in their thirties. I don't think this can necessarily happen in your twenties before you know yourself and know what you want. But I think when you have done work on yourself, you know yourself, you know what you want. Like Monica said, I think it can happen. I had a group of friends, a couple of friends in their twenties, no, sorry, in their thirties, they, you know, they met. And, and they just happened to run off and, and get married in Vegas six weeks after they met and they were still married 10 years later. And then I've seen other couples that dated for nine or 10 years and then finally got married after nine or 10 years and they got divorced a year later, you know? So I don't think time is necessarily an indicator because I, I, you know, have other friends in their forties that got married after six months. Now, maybe I'm, maybe I really am a lesbian because I've pretty much oh. moved in with all of my long-term relationships after a couple months. So like, I, I apparently have that mentality too. Cause literally I think me and my ex-husband moved in. He wanted me to move in after three months. And I think I pushed it to like five or six, but yeah, it's just like, I don't Someone know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monica, Monica's waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the U-Haul second dater. <laughs> Come oh join us. boy. Oh boy. Okay. Um, so when it comes to dating, do you guys think that people are looking for something more serious now a days based on your experiences or are people looking to have more fun, you know, just meet people and see where it takes them? Unfortunately, that's why I haven't enjoyed my last few weeks of experiences on, on the apps and online dating. I was saying like, while I find it admirable that people put out there that they're just looking for something casual, probably, you know, even here in Nashville in the South, I would say about 80 to 85% of guys either say, um, I don't know what I want when asked what they like on their, on their profile when it asks what they want for a relationship 
or it says just looking for something casual and then we'll write in there just looking for something casual or they'll write about being non-monogamous or being married and looking for you know extra partners or whatever it is there there are a lot of crazy things on there and not crazy to some people because it's whatever floats your boat but for me someone that just is looking for a monogamous relationship it seems like it's like honestly maybe 15 to 20 percent are also looking for that same thing what do you think monica yeah i agree and then something too that's that i it's more frustrating for me than anything that i've noticed over time and it's it's nowadays, right? There's so many dating apps, there's social media, there's all this. It's like more people now have this mentality of like the grass is greener. Mm-hmm. So they're all, they're, they're always looking for other options. So they can never focus on one person because they want to keep their options open, thinking something better is going to come along. And I've noticed that both gay world, straight world doesn't matter. It's very, it's, and it never used to be like that. And it's like that now. And it's so frustrating because these people are going to continue to be that way. And they're going to be alone. They're going to end up single and alone, 70, 80 years old, because they spent their whole life keeping their options open or thinking the grass is greener on the other end and never focusing on the person that's right in front of them. So. Oh, yes. It's called the paradox of choice. People are reluctant to make a choice because we have so many choices out there. It's crazy. People coming at you from everywhere, social media, clubhouse, that is social media, dating apps, everywhere, LinkedIn, I don't know. (laughs) We've got messages coming in from everywhere. I think more than ever, people want relationships. I really do. I think they just don't do the work, you know, to work on their past hurts, to figure out who they are and what they want and how to go out and get it. Like people just don't know how to go out and get it. They throw themselves on dating apps. But again, they're not being intentional. They don't know how to put a profile together. They don't know how to write about themselves. They don't know how to communicate. I mean, oh boy, (laughs) it's a mess. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining me. I'm hoping that you guys can come on more regularly because I absolutely love the two of you. You know, the dating world is constantly changing and we all have different experiences. So hopefully tonight's show gave you a little insight into what the dating landscape is like right now and will help you navigate it. Ladies, where can people get a hold of you? We'll start with you, Annie Parker. Yeah, great. Um, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok um, under Ms. Annie Parker. That's M-S. Annie Parker. Yes. And if you need to get rid of your pesty ex, you definitely want to get a hold of her. Monica, where can people reach you? Uh, best for me is going to be Instagram. So it's Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A underscore Elena, E-L-E-N-A underscore. Yes. So if you guys are single, if you're a lesbian or bisexual and you're looking for love, hit her up. Yes. <laughs> myself, you can find me official Laura Bellotta on TikTok, on Instagram, and also singleinthecity.ca for upcoming events in Toronto and surrounding areas. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I love you, ladies. Ciao for now.